Okay, so it's episode 40. It's the new year, and we're going to play a fun game today. What's that? I'm going to read sci-fi movies that are coming out in 2016, and we're going to judge them harshly, even though we haven't seen them yet. Based on a title and a possible trailer that we may or may not have seen? And a brief synopsis. All right, sure. Do we get to, can you like also spat out like a director possibly so we can have, you know, judgments against them already? Yes, where possible, I will attempt to name the director. Uh, I think we should start off with uh, maybe maybe a softball, maybe not. Uh, Rogue One is coming out uh, next year, 2016, quote unquote. It's December 16th, 2016, so it's closer to being you know a full year. Are they just gonna release? All the next movies, like, Christmas time frame pretty much from now on? There's a movie, like, every year is the plan. Okay. So this year was episode 7, then Rogue One, then episode 8, then something else, then episode 9. Then another one, isn't there? Don't they have, like, Then episode 10 and 11 and 12. Oh, I thought they had, like, a Boba Fett and, like, a Han Solo. Well, they're going to have three other anthology movies in between all of their new trilogies. So by the time they get up to 30 or 40 Star Wars movies in the main line, they'll have three times, you know. Will they still be able to, like, make movies? Like, I I feel like it'd be very hard to, like, direct and create movies having to manage all that money that they're going to be, like, swimming in. I think they're probably going to use it to build new buildings. Okay. Like out of actual cash? Yeah. Like, you know, 1926 Germany, like using, you know, the money as wallpaper? Right. They're, okay. they're just going to use the money for a more useful purpose because they'll just have too much of it. Okay. They're going to try to build some new homes out of it. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm, it should work out for them. They can plaster over it. But for those of you who don't know, Rogue One is not about what... The other movie, Force Awakens, is about, or it's not set in the same time, I should say. It's about the people who steal the Death Star plans that Princess Leia is trying to smuggle in the beginning of Episode 4, The Force Awakens. Oh, you mean they're making a movie about Kyle Katarn? Uh, no, I actually don't think he's in it. <laughs> Who's he? A legend now. <laughs> who? What is this Kyle Katarn? Dark Forces? I don't know what that is. That doesn't sound like a, a Disney-licensed property. Well, I mean, it is, just they have shunned it to the legends. <laughs> yeah, it's over there in the, the fuck you category. Yeah. Uh, no, it's going to be an ensemble film. I'm guessing that it's going to be like, vaguely reminiscent of like an Ocean's Eleven, where you have all of your individual players who are part of the, the crack team to steal the plans. I don't know if they're going to rob, um, what's his face? Can't remember his name. Tarkin? No, no, not Tarkin, but I'm trying to think of the, the actor who plays, um, Terry Benedict. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. See, this is what happens. Andy something. Yeah. Andy. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just call him Andy. (laughs) We'll call him Andy. I don't know if they're going to go to quite that length but it seems to be that uh, they're going to have an ensemble film about some badasses stealing plans from the empire which i think would be cool could be a winner who's in it i don't really know who's in it besides the the guy from hannibal 
and Casino Royale, Mads, uh, I don't know how you say his name, Madrigal or something. You know, he was uh, Le Chief in Casino Royale. Okay, so in no particular order, we have Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, uh, Riz Ahmed, Ben Mendelssohn, Donnie Yen, Jiang Wen, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Mads Mickelson, Alan Tudyk, and Jonathan Aris. So I know who two of those people are. That's it. I know who Donnie Yen is. I know who Alan Tudyk is. Uh, and I've heard of Forrest Whitaker. I'm not sure if he's a famous actor or not. Well, I mean, this is going to be like a smaller scale movie compared to like the Star Wars movies for Disney, even though it's probably going to be still millions of dollars to produce. It's small scale for them, probably, because it's, you know, not a major movie in this series, and they're just trying to keep the cash flow going. But I, I'm i hoping for the best for this, honestly. I mean, we know the story, more or less. We know how it starts. We know how it'll end. It's just the middle part that they could fuck up or could be good. Seems like they already dodged a bullet, though, because Aaron Paul was apparently in talks to be the male lead of the film. So yeah, yeah, yeah bitch. After Need for Speed, I'm not sure if he's the bankable star you want to have in your Star Wars movie. Oh, I didn't see Need for Speed. I guess he didn't do too well. I didn't either. But any movie that's about a racing video game, I'm just trying to create a plot oh, out of that is for some reason I was thinking Fast and the Furious with him in it, but I guess he wasn't in that. Is he other? No. Okay. No, no. Need for Speed. The okay, famous, that sounds awful. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just some complicated plot about a gangster kidnaps somebody or something, and he's trying to steal an expensive car from him by driving it really fast. So sort of just something shoehorned into, like, you know, some of the jizz liver cars? Just an excuse to have cars on the screen, yes. Yeah, okay. Maybe not to the point of, like, Fast and Furious 8, where the cars have parachutes and laser beams, but close. I don't know if you're being sarcastic right now. The I... most recent Fast and Furious movies, the cars have fucking parachutes on them. And lasers? Not lasers, but they have parachutes, and they're capable of jumping from building to building as skyscrapers blow up around them. Is is this just cause? No. Okay. No, it's it's a movie. Okay. I know. So that's the... <laughs> I'd be interested to see how that uh, Rogue One turns out. Could suck. Could be fucking brutal but i think it'll be better hopefully yeah um i think what we have to talk about next though is star trek beyond which is coming out july 22nd i haven't heard really anything about it oh i do know one thing about this movie okay that the director is the guy who did fast and the furious justin and Lin. the trailer yep was very reminiscent of Fast and the Furious. So. Yeah, it even it was the the trailer music was Beastie Boys. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, that was that kind of set the tone for me. I think this this one is going to suck just as much as Into Darkness sucked. That's what it looks like at least. Looks like they've kind of just decided that Star Trek is no longer about telling stories and stuff. It's more like about, you know, pull the phasers out and blow shit up. I guess they've made that decision now, and yeah, this, we all have to live with it. This reboot is pretty much just an action series at this point, and yeah. 
it doesn't delve deep into anything. So it's whatever. very disappointing. Yeah, that's too bad. There aren't any plot details available, so we can't really. There's probably no plot. <sighs> there is some sort of you know plot. I'm sure but... they're all just like really weak devices just to have explosions and i think the enterprise got blown up in the trailer or something again yeah and i'll bet somebody strips down into their underwear or something you know there's always one of those and yeah every one of these movies for no reason i just want to know who built the super weapon this time and what it is maybe there's a really smart star trek bad guy who will construct some kind of planetoid-sized battle station, maybe with a large laser on it, a super phaser, if you will, and he wants to use it to destroy planets. The only thing that looks potentially good about this movie is Idris Elba is the bad guy. But he's under like 10 tons of makeup from what I saw in the trailer, and you know, you're really only as good as the material you're given to work with. Yeah, it's, I don't think the actors in the Star Trek franchise are particularly bad individually, but it's just like, you know, you could be the greatest thespian ever in history and then you're handed a script written in crayon, like, the Enterprise goes fast and blows up the bad guy. Like, yeah. what do you do So what that? should we call this franchise now that it's, it's now directed by a guy from Fast and Furious? It looks like Fast and Furious, uh, like the Warp and the Furious or the, you know... Star Trek the in Fast Darkness. and the Trekkies or something. Um, Steaming pile of shit. I think you just call it Star Trek Fast and Furious because I'm sure the movie's going to go super fast like Sonic and it's going to leave Star Trek fans furious. Probably. Sounds about right, yeah. you got to go fast, but... So I guess the question is, are you actually going to see it or even wait for it to come to, you know, Netflix or something and watch it? Or are you just going to ignore it completely? Because, I mean, you're the, you two are the Star Trek fans here. I'm just sort of observer. <laughs> I might go see it if I can might catch it, like, on the way out of the theater so I'm not going to be surrounded by people who are like, oh, my God, lasers. Okay. I don't know. This, the last one was such a huge disappointment. Yeah, I never got around to seeing the last ones that I heard that thing about him. Robocop hires Sherlock to build him a really even bigger ship that's all black and scary looking. To blow things up? Blow things up, smash people's shit, and then Kirk gives a great speech about not abandoning our values, and then the actors squirm in press interviews saying it was really about drone strikes. Even though the first two movies were all about <laughs> Kirk abandoning the Christ. values of Star Trek pretty much where he's a cadet and gets promoted to a fucking captain by the end of the movie, and then he gets shafted in the second movie and gets taken off the, the bridge because uh, he violates the prime directive. So, yeah. He, and then he gives the fucking speech at the end of the movie about not abandoning our values, right? Like like you did the whole past two movies, okay. Yeah, who would have thought that promoting a cadet straight to captain would have been a mistake? Who knew? Apparently Starfleet didn't, so I'll have to see how this movie turns out as we start to hear more about it. I'm not confident, but... Mm-hmm. Next one, Ghostbusters. Is that the one where the all-female leads? Yes. God. 
Looks so bad. I just have this picture. Whoa, of like, misogynist Justin alert. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's like there was this kid. I just remember there was this story about this kid who had cancer and like, you know. Oh, that picture? Yeah. He, it's like <laughs> his make-a-wish was like, I wish I could see the Ghostbusters. And like he's, you know, talking about, you know, the 80s Ghostbusters. Bill Murray. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd. That guy. And guy who's with his kids now. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I want to see the Ghostbusters. And then, like, they bring in, you know, the new Ghostbusters of, like, this team. And it's like, the kid just has this look of disappointment in, like, the photo ops. Like he's dying? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> well, I mean, you look at, like, the Make-A-Wish, like, uh, pictures usually. It's like the kid's like, yeah, I got to meet, you know. Right, Iron Man or something, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but this kid just, like, uh is this the kid with the oxygen mask in the chair behind I, them? Maybe. Yeah, and it's like they're <laughs> posing for a photo, and then the kid's just like, I'm dying. I read the most terrible caption for that. It was just like spawn camping. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty mean. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I just feel like this is just a cheap way to say, oh, hey, we're doing Ghostbusters again, but it's going to be... Who are the the people in this movie? I know... The only one I know is Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Chris Hemsworth apparently is going to play their secretary. Okay, that, that could be pretty funny. And uh, Kate McKinnon. I'm not familiar with several of these people. Okay, I she's on SNL. Okay, so they have funny people right. again. Right, and good. Kristen Wiig was on SNL, obviously. I think she's pretty funny. Melissa McCarthy, not funny at all, in my opinion. And I don't know who else is in it, but... Yeah. But can you imagine that kid being greeted by, like, Bill Murray and having it go any better? Like, so like sorry, champ. You know, Harold Ramis. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at least, like, Bill Murray, like, he wouldn't, like, bring that to the table. He'd be, like, you know, lighthearted and be, like, joking with the kid and whatnot. He'd be like, hey, you guys, you guys got something to talk about when you see him in heaven, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Did you see meatballs, <laughs> or? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking through the cast list now, and I'm just drawing a humongous plank on several of these people. Okay, so Thor is their secretary this time. Yes. He is okay. playing the, I forget the secretary's name. Janine. Yeah. So I guess he's going to try to be a skeptical woman from Brooklyn who's like, this whole thing's full of shit, but I, I like my paycheck. Meanwhile, he's, you know, a god on the side. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're going to try and tie them all together. Maybe he's their intern or something from, I don't know. Is, you does know, Disney have Ghostbusters or is that someone else? Is it Paramount? Um, Columbia it's, Pictures is yeah, distributing it. It's oh, not okay. Disney. That's right. Okay. Not yet. So we're not going to have a Thor tie. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Soon enough, though. That all ghosts are actually, like, really spirits from Asgard or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Chris Hemsworth is going to be someone named Kevin, who's the receptionist. Uh, oh, Andy Garcia. There we go. Funnily enough. He's going to be the mayor of New York City. Uh, oh, it's got Charles Dance in it, too. So Tywin Lannister, I guess he's picking up the slack. Hopefully he's the bad guy. Yeah, but he like he can do comedy sometimes. 
I'm just thinking like the original Ghostbusters had like a really creepy bad guy. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's not, you know, some skinny fat hipster could do it, yeah. who got killed by a subway train or something and is like, I'm, I'm taking over using technology. I'm going to hack your apps. Genesis. Yeah, I was just thinking it would probably... I mean, it's entirely possible the movie could be that, because it's... I, I Ghostbusters, Genesis. I don't know, I just feel like this movie's going to be really lazy and... It seems very politically driven. It's just everything I've read about it, See, it's like, no, we have to have an all-female cast, and that's like the whole thrust of doing this movie. Yeah. Like, I haven't read anything about the story or like why they decided to do it, just that, oh, we have to do this because... Yeah, and I just don't like when a movie goes down that route. It's like, oh, we need to do this because, you know, it's the hip thing to do politically. And it's like, okay, are you going to make a good movie like that? Yeah, that's, what I'm, not. that's what I'm saying. It's, are you going to ruin a beloved yeah. franchise? Yeah, probably. It might be a good movie, though. I'm happy to be proven wrong. It's directed by Paul Feig. Feig, Feig. I'm not sure how to say his name. What's his uh, CV look like? Well, I'm glad you asked, Justin. He has directed Bridesmaids. So that was kind of funny. Which, I mean, it seems like he's got his collaborators who he works with, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heat, which I thought was actually pretty funny. And he's apparently directed a shitload of TV now looking at it. So, I mean, he's a comedy director, mostly, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like his entire CV is basically comedies. Okay. But it could be funny. I mean, at least they didn't hire some asshole like Justin Lin to make it Ghostbusters and the Furious. Street racers are killed. They, they haunt like the roads. Street racing. Well, they like, die in like flames going into a wall, and like their ghost cars keep on going yeah. past the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Ghostbusters have to design a really fast Ghostbuster mobile to <laughs> drive around and capture them. Yeah, driven by Slimer. <laughs> Instead of having, what's their car called? Uh, the Ecto, Ecto-1? Ecto-1, yeah. Yeah, instead of the Ecto-1, they trash and all of them get, like, Ghostbusters Porsche 911s or something and have to chase them. Or... The, the Turbo Ecto? No, it depends on which car company sponsors the movie. It could be, like, Mini Cooper. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like Pixels, which was one of the <laughs> best movies of 2015. I'm just kidding. It wasn't. I, I don't want to talk about that. But I, I've now found a movie on this uh, this list I was looking at earlier of 2016 sci-fi films because I wanted to cover big studio ones as well as ones you probably haven't heard of mm-hmm. as I adjust my oversized glasses. Check it out. <laughs> the synopsis for a film called Spectral. A special ops team is dispatched to fight supernatural beings that have taken over a European city. That sounds like a sci-fi channel original Sounds movie. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's got legendary pictures and universal pictures behind it, which is the team that brought us, I think, Lord of the Rings at one point? Or Legendary. No, no. no. Uh, New Line Cinema was Lord of the Rings. Oh. Legendary is like The Dark Knight and a bunch of the DC movies that have come out. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Now, Legendary's had some big, yeah. big films. I'm not sure how this made it onto their slate, but... Haven't heard of anybody involved in this. Haven't heard of anybody who is starring, directing. It sounds amazing. It sounds like Dog Soldiers on sci-fi. Perhaps the only film surpassing it in this genre is the, as of yet, unreleased SEAL Team 666 starring The Rock. (laughs) Wait, is that a serious movie right there? As far as I know, yes, there is a script. 
for SEAL Team 666. And they, like, invade hell, Doom-style kind it's of? It's a like... special team of SEALs within, I guess, SEAL Team 6, so the best of the best of the best, of course, naturally, who don't shoot Afghanis. They shoot, like, demons who, you know, are like the men in black, I guess, that they're, the regular public isn't aware of because these guys go out there and kill them. Mm, okay. I'm looking forward to it, seeing the rock fighting demons as a SEAL team guy. That sounds actually fucking hilarious. <laughs> Be just as funny as Doom. Yeah. Doom was an interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, we reviewed it, so we don't need to talk about yeah, it anymore. Get your extra chromosome makes you invincible. Who would have known? Here's something that I think will be interesting, though. There's a Keanu Reeves movie coming out that I hadn't heard of until this morning called Replicas. Have you guys heard of this? Mm-mm. Well, starring Keanu, so we know, number one, Yeah, we're halfway hilarious. there. We're halfway there right now. Uh, I don't know anybody else who's in this fucking movie, but supposedly it's going to be a thriller is the general idea here. I mean, if they pull off the same stuff they did with John Wick using Keanu that way, it should be good. The only thing I can find out about it is a Variety article saying that he's going to be a neuroscientist whose family's killed in a traffic accident and he wants to stop at nothing to bring them back. Pitting himself against a government-controlled laboratory, a police task force, and the physical laws of science. End quote. Okay, so I just imagine Keanu, like, storming into some sort of government compound, like, shooting up a bunch of people. Isn't this, like, basically the plot of The Sixth Day? Kind of. Yeah. It sounds like that. It sounds very familiar. It also sounds, like, really bad, but I don't know. It could be good. A lot of these movies that are smaller that I haven't seen, like, as leads on other movies it just it's hard to you know hard to judge them because it seems like they could either be good or bad but there's just so little information about them you can't really say like wow it's gonna suck i feel like that might be a red flag in itself most of the time like it's just sort of a movie that they pump out to like keep the gears turning that yeah the fact that they have no marketing behind any of it yeah yeah here's one that i think justin will like Grant's favorite actor, Michael Fassbender, stars as somebody, we don't know what the fuck his name is, in the Assassin's Creed movie. Hooray. Just what we needed. (laughs) I hate that series of games, and I'll hate this movie even more. I mean, while we're, I, I don't know, it's just like, any video game movie it's just going to be bad. I feel Wait like a there has not been a good video game movie that I can remember, really, except you, Mortal Kombat. You didn't like Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> okay, objectively, it was awful, all right? <laughs> but, like, it was based on such, like, a beloved thing that it, like, the awfulness, like, was, like, torn away from, like, seeing this, like, Velociraptor Yoshi. You didn't like Jake Gyllenhaal as the Prince of Persia? I don't think I saw that movie because it looked awful. It was. <laughs> it was awful. It was really bad. Jeez, Justin, you are... You've but, like, while we're here. on the subject of 
video game movie. Is Warcraft coming out this year or is that next year? Because mm. I feel like that's going to be just as bad. I'm thinking I, it was this year. I actually don't know, but I think, yeah, it's this year sometime. Let's see here. Okay. Because they showed off trailer footage at BlizzCon in November. Yeah. Uh, it's an upcoming 2016 epic fantasy film, yada, yada, yada. 2016. The film is set to be released by Universal Pictures on June 10th, 2016. So I'll see you there. Let's go to opening night. Uh, I'll need to, you know, catch up playing Warcraft 3. My prediction is that the movie ends on a cliffhanger and you have to buy the next expansion pack of the game to find <laughs> out DLC. what happens. <laughs> the DLC oh, actually, in, in ticket form. Yeah. Based on what I heard, <laughs> apparently, like... The script was all written, like, years and years ago, like, multiple expansions back in WoW. I don't know which one, because I'm not even familiar with WoW expansions. Wow. Yeah, wow. WoW expansions. <laughs> um, that could be dicey. So, like, the story might not even really be relevant to, like, the actual shit happening in the game at the moment. So it's like, what's this movie for? Like, just because they were... They took so long to make it. There's this looks like, from it. what the plot says, it looks like it's Warcraft 1. Well. Really? Huh. I would think that this would be the signal that World of Warcraft has reached kind of its crescendo of popularity and is slowly yeah. declining in the I mean, when you start zeitgeist. making a movie, it's sort of just going downhill after that, you know, right. like Angry Birds. And uh, they're, a movie. they're bleeding subscribers pretty quickly now. Yeah. I want to hear it's like they just go up and down in subscriptions based on when content gets released in the game. But but it's been it's been lower Yeah, but it's lows. like slowly bleeding. Yeah, over yeah time. the trend line still is going down. And I really only thought, because I used to play it, the, well, Clark and I both played it, is the only expansions that were worth a damn were the first and second expansions, and then the game was just unplayable after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this is definitely Warcraft 1. Azeroth is on the brink of war, the dark portal opens, the orcs are trying to flee their dying planet, yada yada. Yeah, it's Warcraft 1. So, nothing to do with World of Warcraft for them, thankfully. Oh, what Blizzard really ought to get around to doing is upgrading Warcraft 1, 2, and 3 with modern graphics and like basically remake the games for modern systems. I would play that in a heartbeat. You make them like Age of Empires HD? No, like use the StarCraft 2 engine because they already have the uh, the art set and the sprites or whatever they use or the animations for all the Warcraft 3 characters made in the StarCraft 2 editor, like, you can get them in there? Yeah, but you still have to make all the level designs, and... I mean, yeah, sure, you already have the levels sitting there, but you still have to, like, go through the work of making those and then, like, wrap Yeah, them. of course. I'm just saying, like, that clearly somebody was thinking about that already because the assets are, are there. Yeah, but those yeah. assets were already there for, um... Heroes of the Storm? Swarm? Something? Storm. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm. Storm, yeah. So I think that's why they're included in the editor, because it's like, oh, well, we already made these Diablo and you know Warcraft models. Just pop them in the StarCraft editor. I'm on the record. I would, I would pay money for that okay. if they made it. I'd pay money to go see The Blob, which is apparently being remade. Again. 
Mm-hmm. But it's starring uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, yeah, I'd pay money to see that. <laughs> so, is it know. on a plane going to like Antarctica or something now? I have no is idea. that the right series? Is it the one in Antarctica with the blob, or is that the thing? The thing. The thing. Oh, okay. No, the blob just takes over New York City in the first one, and is like it's like a small town that it takes over. Oh, I thought it was New York City in the original. Well, Wait, and right. there's like two versions. There's the '50s one, and then the remake they made in the '80s. And both times, it's like a small town that it's taking over. And I, I can't say I've ever watched them all the way through. I have. Despite being considered classics, I really wasn't that interested in the movie. So, is it just that there's this blob and it's like slowly expanding, taking over buildings? Yeah, and the 50s one is clearly like a heavy-handed metaphor for like communism spreading around the world. The Reds. Yeah. (laughs) They're spreading their plague of communism and homosexuality in a... Much like a lot of other films, Grant's right now that I'm thinking back. It's a small town. The foreign invaders come... And slowly, somehow, they nefariously start to alter the small town to fit their evil purposes. But is it like a physical blob, or is it just like mm-hmm. taking over? Okay. It's like, you know, the thing you used to do as a kid, put the Elmer's glue in the water and shit, and make the silly putty? Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's like that. Like, they just made a bunch of that and dumped it. And you can't, like, throw salt on it like a snail, like, get back, get back. You can freeze it. That's its weakness, is its... So why the fuck would they go to New York, of all places? Like, a well, small town in up New York, like... I don't know, because it's supposed to come from space or something, and it just, it just yeah. landed there like, yeah. oh, no, it's, it's you know, It always December. happens in a small ah. town, right? And then I think in the remake, they, they retcon that to be like, oh, the blob was actually like a secret government weapon that got loose or something, which was really stupid. Yeah. It's always a government weapon. Yeah. That seems like the go-to trope these days. Speaking of tropes, Justin will like because Justin's a big neo-Nazi. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Iron Sky Two is coming out. Uh, what's Iron Sky One? Oh, you never saw that? No. It's this movie that posits like the Nazis escape to the moon, and they come what? back to re. <laughs> it's hilarious. They come back to reinvade Earth. <sighs> Iron Sky 2 is they escaped, I guess, to the inside of the Earth, like the hollow Earth theory. And the trailer has Hitler riding a T-Rex. Okay, that sounds actually <laughs> fucking hilarious. When was this movie originally made? Uh, I don't remember when Iron Sky, the first one, came out. Let me let me look it up. It's fairly recently in the grand scheme of things. It sounds like a sci-fi channel. 2012. Okay. Never heard of it. The Nazis build a moon base in 1945 and hide there until 2018 when they plan to return to power. So, I'm just, like, honestly curious now, because this sounds fucking hilarious. Does, like, Hitler have a, a hilarious cameo in the first movie where he's, like, riding in on a rocket, like, Doctor Strange love style? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. It's possible he wasn't in there. I don't remember. But Hitler on a T-Rex, that's just his... Honestly, too great to pass up. Yeah. The, I think that from the trailer I saw, the T-Rex does like the little miniature, like, how you doing, Hail Hitler thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is, like, oh, wait, was this director or writer, like, the same guy who did, like, Sharknado or something retarded like that? Like, I feel like that's, like, the same vein of, like, this sort of movie right here. Uh, directed by 
Timo Vurensola is a Finnish guy. Okay. He seems to like Nazis. His 2014 movie was called I Killed Adolf Hitler. Oh, all right. I don't know. It's a, a Finnish-Australian-German comic science fiction film, so it's definitely... That's out there. That's definitely out there. It's a partnership of dubious prospects, but... I mean, I don't think we'll see that one in, you know, theater, a theatrical release, honestly. Have to dig that one up to find it. That sounds fucking hilarious. Oh, you should definitely watch Nazi Iron Mole Sky. People. That is just great. You, watch Iron Sky one, though. It's the, the Nazi moon base is... You can't beat it. They've got, like, the Nazi space classroom teaching the children about the superiority of the Aryan race. <laughs> My God. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, something Grant and I saw in the theater, and I suspect you'll see in the theater, too, mm-hmm. if you go to see Star Wars, is an upcoming movie called The Fifth Wave, starring that girl with the strange face and nobody else I know. I don't know what her name is. Uh, I just know I recognize her because she was in the remake they did a few years ago of Carrie. Chloe Grace Moritz? Moritz? Okay. Sounds Can't about say right. I've really ever heard of her. That movie looks so stupid. The Fifth Wave. Yeah, it looks so incredibly stupid. I can't emphasize this enough. And this was a trailer surrounded by some really dumbass stupid trailers. I mean... <laughs> And this one stood out for its stupidity. Well, here's a, a mark of quality. The The book it's based on has been compared favorably to The Hunger Games and The Road. Oh, so it's a fucking young adult ad- adaptation. And the same critics noted that it, quote, should do for aliens what Twilight did for vampires, end quote. So is she going to, like, marry an Seriously? alien? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. The movie, the movie trailer made it seem like, okay, the aliens come, her family gets fucked up, her brother gets kidnapped by aliens, and then somehow, like, she just decides she's gonna, like, go fucking Rambo and, like, rescue her brother single-handedly from the alien fortress or their spaceship control center. Okay, yeah, that sounds really bad. Is it, like, high-budget looking? It looks pretty high-budget, like. Uh-huh. Lots of CGI and explosions and guns. Michael mm-hmm. Bay-esque. That's great. The budget is not disclosed, but we will be able to see it soon because the release date is January 22nd. Oh, are we going to go see it? You guys want to? <laughs> no. No, okay. no. <laughs> I don't want to either. <laughs> this this movie to me is like a perfect argument about why they should do simul release. Is that they should release certain movies in the theaters and on video on demand on the same day because I feel like more people would actually pay to watch the movie if they knew they could do it at home for a movie like that. That is otherwise kind of, it's just going to get sold to the cable networks and then right because it. it like, you can just tell from the trailer, it kind of looks like it's dubious quality. So, I feel like there's a lower threshold. People would be more willing to well, yeah, pay I mean, for if it if you they're going to stay at home. Somebody that's like, oh, hey, a new release movie, and like, what's on tonight? Let's watch a movie. And that pops up. It's like, oh, hey, new release. Let's watch it. Sci fi. Cool. Whatever. Then they pay, you know, their 6 dollars or whatever video on demand fees are now. And yeah. 
okay, whatever. At least right. we're making money because these people aren't going to buy a theater ticket and see this shit. There is somebody I know in here, and you guys know who he is too. Liv Schreiber's in it. Oh, wow. I wonder how much money they had to pay him. So that might be entertaining. But it's produced by none other than Tobey Maguire. <laughs> so. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I guess he's still in that Spider-Man 3 mode. He's shooting some webs out. Oh. Big webs of shit. I, I've missed it somehow. Apparently, in their effort to have a cool bus explosion, the great Wikipedia article notes that uh, they tried to blow up a bus in the Macon, Georgia, where they were filming, and it blew out Main Street's windows and collapsed ceilings, destroyed storefronts, set a building on fire, and left soot everywhere. And the production company said they'd fix it, but it has not been done yet. About a year later. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so not quite to the level of the Twilight Zone movie, but... You know, oh, what did the Twilight Zone movie do? Um, basically, they were, I can't remember what the exact point of the scene was, but there was like a helicopter mm-hmm. trying to... It was Vietnam, I believe. Yeah, some, a couple people died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, is that the one where the helicopter was like over water and like some people were in the water and it yes, like and crashed it and... Crushed the actor and yep. the Vietnamese orphan children. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that now. I didn't know that was Twilight Zone, though. Yeah. It's one Did of the Max Landis' greatest movies. Huh? Did the shot make it into the movie? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I didn't really enjoy that movie a whole lot anyway. I know a movie I'm going to enjoy, though. Independence Day Resurgence. We kind of talked about this one already. But we got to talk about it again, though. Yeah. So I, I think this is funny because they... They killed Will Smith's character just off screen, saying that he died in like some accident flying the first uh, alien spaceship or whatever that they captured. Yeah, probably because he said, you know, oh, hey, you need to get Jaden in this movie if you want me. And it's like, no, Will, we're not bringing that shit along. So they made the right out. decision. <laughs> Fuck Jaden. I-, I just imagine all his contract negotiations have that in it now. Like, you got to have my son or daughter in the movie with me. Yeah. And give me that $20 million and a percentage of the profits. And, yeah. Sorry, Will. Creative control. You're not that bankable. (laughs) Not after After Earth. Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows is coming out. So Uh... I'd rather see Independence Day. Yeah, no. Independence Day doesn't sound like a bad movie. It it doesn't like because I know what it is going into it. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what they bank on when they make movies like that. Though it's like, oh, this movie came out. You know, I don't know how long ago at this point, like fifteen years or more. But like twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we're just banking on people knowing the Independence Day name and. They're going to go see it. But I know it's not going to be a particularly intelligent movie. Like, just like the first one wasn't like a super intelligent Well, yeah, it's movie. not going to be a try-hard movie. Like, yeah. tries to be like, oh, hey, I'm so high idea, mighty, and it's just like turns into shooting aliens. I know it's just going to be a movie where shit's blowing up and there's some great action scenes and Jeff Goldblum is probably going to, you know, bring his best and really ham it up and sell it on screen. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. The Turtles movie, I'm not okay with because the first one was a sack of shit. I didn't realize anybody actually watched the first Turtles movies. But Michael Bay is directing it again, so or producing it again, so what could go wrong? Everything. It already has Splinter gone wrong. Splinter exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Into splinters? Yes. 
besides the turtles acting like you know creepy perverts and stuff around Megan Fox and yeah, actually there's another movie using the subtitle resurgence do you guys know what it is Terminator I don't know no Japanese Godzilla oh yeah Godzilla resurgence the movie no one wanted <laughs> and yet people will go see it because they'll be paid to go see it they give Hobo some sandwiches this is the Japanese version yeah, that's what it looks like. It's a Japanese movie. So it's not related to the one that got released in 2014. Where Godzilla changes scale throughout the movie somehow? No. And he, like, wrecks the city and then people clap and cheer anyway. <laughs> well, like, killed a bunch of people. They might have borrowed the idea from Zack Snyder. Yeah, they're going to have another, like, movie where, like, Mothra is, like, this little moth on a wall seeing his city being destroyed. And then, like... Like, no, I must defeat Godzilla. And, like, it was fine radiation and, like, make himself massive and beat up Godzilla because he destroyed his city. <laughs> Maybe. The Mothman. They already made a movie about that. <laughs> wait, wait, what? The Mothman prophecies? Yeah, they yeah. made a movie oh, about that. I was thinking Batman, Superman sort of thing, but. No, I, I got what you're saying, but the Mothman's already been taken. Oh, wait. Mothman. Wasn't that a horror movie? The Mothman is allegedly a cryptid zoological creature like the Chupacabra. Oh. It's a mutated man-owl bat thing. Yeah, and its appearance is supposed to predict tragedies. Did you read that link I sent you about the Dolce Network? Because the Mothman is from the the bases that are on the Dolce Network. No, I missed that. No, you just got to read some of this shit these people write. (laughs) It's like everything ties together. The Mothman's an alien-human hybrid experiment that escaped and hangs out in the Ohio River Valley and chills on bridges. Yeah, some of these people who write this stuff, it's like they just did a bunch of LSD while injecting heroin to their dicks or whatever, and it just, you know, fried their brains completely. They've misused their talents. They should be in Los Angeles. Yeah. Not in their trailer. Like, yeah. They got some great story ideas. <laughs> I'd rather see a movie about the Dolce Base Network than, like, another movie about something stupid like i found a magic pen that made me into a robot <laughs> i'm looking at mothman pictures right now this is pretty hilarious they're high quality i know it kind of reminds me of the guy from the tick his sidekick or yeah that's what moth- i was honestly <laughs> thinking of when i was saying mothman not not this thing <laughs> mothman prophecies i can't remember what that movie was really about was, I remember what it was about because I saw it on the Sci-Fi Channel once. Richard Gere is in it. Oh, okay. And it's about this guy who's he's looking for his wife or something because she died, and I guess he's a reporter or something, and he goes to this town about this Mothman thing, and I don't know, the Mothman somehow like is trying to warn him or something about something bad that's going to happen in the town. Yeah, it was it's kind of an incoherent movie. But... Was it a... Was it about the bridge that collapsed? Yeah, yeah, that was it. There was okay. like a bridge that was going to collapse, and the Mothman was warning him about that. Yeah, there's some bridge that collapsed that everybody says allegedly the Mothman was hanging around before it collapsed, trying to warn people the bridge was dangerous. Okay. I, I don't know. It's Again, up there with the Chupacabra. It's... I'm sure the Mothman's been hanging around the bridges downtown since they're pieces of shit, too. But... The Brent Spence, yeah. yeah. Just be chilling on top of that for the next couple of years. Yeah, probably got run over by some drunk, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Uh, sad news, though. Proving CBS and Paramount are a bunch of dicks. Filed a lawsuit uh, on December 29th against the people making the Star Trek Axanar movie. What was that? Star Trek? It's a shitty fan Star Trek fiction is, film. But... Hmm? It's just a fan fiction film that like try to be more to the. Roots I don't of think Star the, Trek. the fan fiction film looked bad though. I thought it actually looked pretty good. I thought it would be interesting. I mean, compared to Star Trek Renegade, which somehow they let go, they let that happen. I mean, that was horrible. They're taking the Disney approach, just shutting anything down vegan related to their IPs. I guess, yeah, that's just really unfortunate because it's just, this is like the only existing branch of Star Trek that wasn't lasers and explosions because J.J. Yeah, I guess Star Trek fans will have to stick to writing just, you know, fan fiction and not, having, not producing movies around it, releasing uh, straight-to-Kindle books. Those are the best, though. I know they are. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to future fan fiction being made in the movies, but... Whatever. And the last movie that I had to talk about was, unless you guys have others you want to mention, this one really caught my attention when it was announced. Um, we were not around for this, but there was a TV series called The Six Million Dollar Man back in the day about a guy who got fucked up and repaired for the unimaginable sum of six million dollars of technology in his body. Steve Austin, right? Steve Austin, yep. We made him better, faster, stronger. That's where that comes from. Hmm. There's a remake... Or reboot, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the $6 billion man now because of inflation, starring none other than Marky Mark. Uh, see, I was thinking you were going to say Steve Carell. That sounds like a movie that he could be in because it sounds like a comedy. But it's Mark Wahlberg. Uh, nope. Mark Wahlberg is Steve Austin, a military officer who becomes part of a top-secret government program after a near-fatal accident. Using cutting-edge technology, he's turned to the world's first truly bionic man, better, faster, stronger. Oh, God, so they're going, like, ultra-serious with this? Like, they're making it like G.I. Joe? Or... Yes, now, it's supposedly 2017, but there is some ambiguity as to whether or not it's going to be, like, the end of 2016, that they're going to try for a, you know late December release just to cash in on that Christmas cash. Yeah, right up there with Rogue One. They're going to release it. I'm sure it'll do well. I don't know. Either way, that just if it comes out 2016 or 2017, that's it's still not going to be good. No, probably not. <sighs> Marky Mark strikes again. So how many movies on that list were either remakes of things or sequels? Pretty much all the stuff um, that wasn't independent, it sounded like, or like small films. Ghostbusters, yeah. Independence Day, Star Wars, something else I'm forgetting. I mean, if you want to count the video game movies that are coming out. I, I guess technically Deadpool is its own thing, but... But that's working with existing... Yeah, it's an adaptation of something like truly original. I, I don't see one. That's truly original. Unless it's one of the small movies about, you know, Neo-Hitler and Earth. So, Oh, Iron Sky. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty original, actually. <laughs> Despite having a preposterous plot, it's, it sounds interesting and it is original, we'll say that. Hitler lives on the inside of the 
hollow earth using flying saucer stick around and rides dinosaurs. It's a pretty unique idea. I don't know what you guys think is so ridiculous about that. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, though, 2015. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. 2015, though, it's largely the same trend, I think, which is pretty sad because I really only I only saw a couple sci-fi films in 2015 that were pretty original. And that's really funny because I was about to ask you guys, literally, right there, that uh, 2016 looks, well, we already talked about it, but it looks grim. But what what did you see in 2015 that you liked? Ex Machina. thought that was the best sci-fi film of the year. Certainly. I'll have to see that one. I didn't see it. I was going to say Jurassic World. <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> I thought it was, like, kind of fun. It was fun. It just it was ultimately a disappointing. Yeah, compared to like the original Jurassic Parks, like yeah, it's like you'll feel the same way about Force Awakens when you see it. But it's like I feel like in Jurassic World they took everything that made the first movie great, and they just tried to recycle all those plot points. But I can't remember an actual good sci-fi movie that I remember seeing. Maybe I'm forgetting something obvious that you could remind me. But I don't know. Ex Machina. You should you should watch that. Okay, get a chance. It's on it, on demand, so you can just get it off Netflix. Probably, um, good movie. It has Oscar Isaac, the guy in Force Awakens, is one of the leads in it, and then the lead actress is Alicia Vikander or something. That's her name. She's Swedish, and she's been in the she's like been in four movies this year. And then the other guys in it is General Hux. From also oh. from Force Awakens, uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Gleeson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's a pretty interesting movie, and it's not. I mean, it's not an, like action oriented at all. Okay, it's like a really slow movie, but it was, I thought it was very. It made an impression. Okay. I liked Star Wars, but you know, not super duper a lot. Yeah, we we talked. We talked about it. We think The Force Awakens is worth going to see, but thought it was pretty disappointing as a Star Wars movie, just based on the amount of stuff that it recycles from the original trilogy. Oh, okay. You know what? Now I know exactly who this Gleason guy is. Uh, his dad's Brendan Gleason. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that he the, he's one of the guys from Harry Potter, right? And Dom, Dom, Dominal, Dominal, whatever the fuck his name is, he plays the oldest Weasley brother. Or, yeah. Yeah, how about that? I thought there was somebody old. other with the name of Gleason that, like, played Joffrey or something in Game of Thrones. Is his name Jack? John? I don't know. I thought no there was another Gleason. Fuck. That little kid's dead. He choked on the poison and died. And he also ended his acting career voluntarily after that well for good reason what's he doing now counting his money going to school i think right now i don't know oh, that's a pretty He's good still reason pretty young. yeah how old is he like 12 i don't no, know teens no. yeah like i don't know like he might be like 18 19 now yeah yeah i think he's like yeah now he's in college college age at least oh that's what he should do i think it's a good idea but he got those pimp open eyeball stones almost cracked me up on that show I can't handle that when I see those they're pretty great (laughs) oh man oh cool thing that is coming out we also saw the a preview for that 
during Force Awakens on Hulu. It was an adaptation, miniseries adaptation oh, yeah. of 112263, the based on the Stephen King novel from a couple years ago. James Franco is starring in it. So hmm. if you like or hate James Franco, I mean it doesn't really matter, but the the book is basically about a guy who gets sent back in time to stop the assassination of President Kennedy and he kind of lives in the 50s and 60s. That sounds kind of cool. The book was really, really good. I mean, I think it was one of the best books that guy has written in years. Mm-hmm. And say what you will about James Franco, but I th- I think from what I saw in the preview that it looks pretty good. I would consider paying for it on Hulu. We'll see. Hopefully they'll release it in some other venues too, like so I can just buy it off Apple TV or Netflix or something. Whatever. As long as Goblin Jr. is not writing it. Who? Goblin Jr.? Yeah, Green Goblin's son. He played uh, Harry Osborn. Oh. He and uh, Tobey Maguire. You knew this was coming, Pete. Yeah, they they were like, wow, Spider-Man 3 is going to be great because we're both super big comic book fans. So we took our favorite characters and like made a great movie about smashing action figures together. And then we you know all who, know what happened. You know who gets credit <laughs> For that, from me, is Sam Raimi because he's still upset about that movie all these years later, and he should be. He should be. <laughs> he should be. And he acknowledges how bad it is. He should have beaten Topher Grace, Tobey Maguire, and uh, James Franco to death with some of the rebar from that one scene at the end. Yeah, but when I think about the amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, those movies, and compare them to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, the first two... I just, I want to cry sometimes because can you imagine in 2015 would a guy like Sam Raimi ever be given the helm of a movie hero, a franchise hero like Spider-Man? Might have done better if they had. Both those movies kind of blew. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they would, they would never give a guy like that that kind of franchise now because he just wasn't the safe choice back then and they wouldn't consider him the safe choice now. But, I mean, back then, it doesn't matter what kind of choice you make because comic movies were a joke. Right. So you could take a risk. And now it's like, oh, that's the bottom line. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's a serious tentpole, but I don't fucking know. Sony should just give up the ghost on Spider-Man. They can't handle it. Didn't they, they pretty much, though? They, yeah, like, Spider-Man is going to be in Captain America Civil War, apparently. So they've already kind of ceded a lot of the rights to the character back to Disney. Yeah, and I thought Disney was going to, like help write and produce the next Sony Spider-Man. Yeah, I just don't know if it's a we're giving you back Spider-Man or we're licensing it back to you, but we ultimately retain control. I think they're going to retain, if anything, they retain the distribution rights because then they get a nice fat slice of whatever money it makes, which will probably be like billions. Because whoever's in charge of Sony's like universe architecting or whatnot for their superhero movies, they, they go away. Just like whoever's in charge of Fox, like just take a take a knee. Well, they did. They, they kind of already did that, though, didn't they? Because they rebooted, rebooted the whole X Men franchise, right? And they rebooted Fantastic Four, but like they haven't been able to make a Fantastic Four movie that didn't kind of blow. So for worst movies of 2015 that I saw <laughs> that are sci fi related and stuff, Fantastic Four. He hmm. actually saw that. That's sad. I saw it on YouTube. 
<sighs> Some guy uploaded it in segments, and I managed to get uh, 85% of the way through before it was taken down. It was horrible. And I'm sure it would have been just as bad on the big screen. It's fucking be worse on the big screen. Yeah, because you know you paid for it then. Yeah, it was... I don't know. That's one of those movies where the director, Josh Trank there, had a little Twitter meltdown. And if what he's saying is true, then I feel bad for him. I don't think it is, though. What was his meltdown? He's saying that he wanted to make like a darker movie, and you can see there are a lot of leftovers of that in the movie, but then the studio came in and said, no, 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 we want to do it, like rewrite it this way. Oh, I do remember reading about that. But he's just trying to you know, offset the blame. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, I, that's what I They all from. circled their wagons, respectively, and then the other side of that is that the actors fucking hated him, apparently. Like, he and the one dude playing uh, Reed Richards, yeah. uh, Miles Teller, Teller. Or something. Yeah, like, him and Miles Teller, like, almost got into, like, fist fights or something a few times, and apparently Trank was, like, high off his ass, like, every day and wouldn't even talk to people and, like, hid away in his office. Did people have to communicate with notes under the door? Keith Olbermann style? I don't yeah. know. But, no. you know, I think it's telling, though, that he did get fired from the Star Wars movie he was set to direct. Like, they wouldn't fire them if they didn't have inside knowledge that some serious shit was going on because that was a whole lot of money that they shat yeah. on, basically, the, mm-hmm. that movie. I'm sure Disney's clandestine service informed them. Right. right Team Rodent knows what's going on. Yeah. You think the guy at the craft services table is just making coffee, but actually he's a Disney spy. Right. Who's an XCA operative. It wouldn't doubt me with Disney, honestly. Like, But, like, Fantastic <laughs> Four, the, the fucking thing that they did, like, they try to make it so dark. Like, I just laughed and laughed when they try to make uh, the things lying. It's clobbering time. Like, they gave it a backstory. Like, it's what his dad used to say when he beat him or something. <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> right. The, the fucking lowest hanging fruit it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> And then he, like, says it in the movie, too. He's like, like, it's clobbering time. It's like, oh, so now you use the thing that your dad said when he smashed your fucking face in or whatever. To you use that as, like, when you're beating people up, too? The the cycle of abuse continues. <laughs> Is that what the thing says to his wife? Yeah, I don't know. but God. Yeah, the whole movie was just, like, the lowest hanging fruit possible. But... And I didn't think anybody could do Doctor Doom worse than they did in the other two Fantastic Four movies, but they did. You were wrong. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they made him an emo douche. Yes, which, you know what? I think it's sufficiently sci-fi to briefly discuss, speaking of emo douches, Lex Luthor Jr. I was oh. just going to say that. like <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. If you yeah. haven't learned your lesson by now, like, it... it you, it's too late. The, I mean, it's already been, you know, it's too far past. Bleed? We're, we're just going to be stuck with the shitty... Maybe it won't be shitty. It'll probably be shitty, though. Batman versus Superman. Well, I have no doubt it's going to suck, but it's like... If Zack Snyder's whole conceit is like, this is going to be a realistic take on what happens if an angry living god and like the world's most prepared vigilante superhero clash... He okay. said that's a realistic take, something that was completely unrealistic and would never happen. It's like... But I'm... Oh, true. But if you're going to strive to make, you know, your real-world approach to this, your arch-villain is like a kid whose balls haven't dropped yet and looks like he spends hours conditioning his hair in the morning. 
like Lex Luthor is a ruthless businessman who may or may not be bald. And the only reason he doesn't like Superman is because Superman is like the one thing he can't control. It's not he has to update his Facebook feed like, LOL, just met Bruce Wayne. I mean, I initially thought like when they showed that character on screen before like, you know, I read into it, it was like Lex Luthor. I thought it would be like the Joker or something like that. Cause he... <laughs> That's like a closer adaptation to like a... Right. Some sort of like weird psychopath kid Joker style thing, not ruthless businessman Lex Luthor, like head of like the world corporation or something like that. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Not at all. And somehow they sandwiched in there that they're going to use Zod's reanimated body or something as Doomsday. Yeah. Which was just revealed entirely in the trailer. For no other reason, just like, hey, here's the whole movie. Fuck you. Like, yeah. you're so good Doesn't Doomsday it. kill Superman in that one comic? Yes. Okay. Wow. I wonder what will happen in the movie. This movie just... It's not even really sci-fi, but still... I mean, I guess it's like loosely in that vein, but... It just looks so bad. Like it just looks like they're trying so hard to make an Avengers movie, like catch up on all the years Marvel invested in their franchise in just a year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like too know, much. They're they're taking the quick and easy path that leads to the dark side. Right. So they hired the guy who did Sucker Punch, Hack Snyder. Yeah. Fucked up Watchmen too. <laughs> yep. Man of Steel. You didn't think Watchmen was the best comic book movie ever made? No. Oh. Wow, that's too bad, Justin. <laughs> I remember when people that oh. came out and people were like, oh, it's so good and stuff. It's like, no, it was boring. It was really boring. I was, like, kind of upset because I, like, had just recently read Watchmen. And I, like, heard there was a movie coming. I'm like, oh, cool. And, like, you know, a year or two later, I, like, went and saw it. And I'm like, oh, this... Is not what I expected. It was just awful. There's no giant squid. People are more concerned about a blue dong than, like, the store being fucked up. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Mixed feelings on that one. The director's cut, I think, was much better, but still changed some key elements of the plot disastrously. Mm -hmm. Who knows? As long as they keep making these three-hour superhero movies, people will keep going. To the theater, I guess. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Gotta munch that popcorn. Gotta eat that pop. Well, three hours is like the ideal time to eat four or five different bags. Yeah, get your nachos, your popcorn, your Sbarro. Get Bring your whole pizza in. Junior mints, whatever else they can shove in their fat mouths. Attach your Diet Coke Fried machine. Fried sticks. That's right. Mozzarella sticks, all that. <laughs> How, whatever else they serve now at the theaters. I haven't been at a game session stand in so long, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> you think they can just drag, like, a entire, um, like, an entire, one of those, like, mobile oven things they use, like, in food trucks, and just drag it in with their rascal? Maybe two or three rascals working together can drag one in? Yeah. Or oh, you could have two or three rascals and have, like, a, a pig on a spit. <laughs> Covered in molten Mike and Ikes. <laughs> <laughs> And use the motors for the rascal to turn it. Yeah. <laughs> After you leverage yourself into your seat with like your four point cane. 
and your oxygen mask, you crank the flow up and you sit down, you know. Yeah, you like breathe in some oxygen and like you take the mask off and like put it on the fire to like get the flames going a bit and you put it back on. That was what made me laugh when we were at the Force Awakens, just besides all the irritating stuff from all the people in there, it was just like there were seriously some people and they're walking up the steps in the stadium seating in the theater who were like fucking winded after they got halfway up. Mm. Oh, so that, like they were going to go higher, but they just stopped because they were so out of breath. And that like, one oh, lady had to take here. a break. Yeah. She took a break halfway up. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that too. Like that's at the doctor's office. They oh. always ask you, like, can you climb a flight of stairs without getting winded? And it's like, if you answer no, it's like <laughs> you you have some serious health problems. Yeah, I've a single flight of stairs. I don't. I don't know. I think they should just take out the first couple rows of seats up front and make them rascal parking and have like rascal chargers. Like Tesla charging yeah. stations. <laughs> have them rapid, rapid rascal chargers. So it'll charge up your rascal on the time you watch the movie. So we have rascal supercharger. <laughs> exactly. So that it charges like within 30 minutes or something. Yeah. It, it, they have to time the charging so you can get from zero battery to enough to go get more popcorn in a reasonable amount of time. Get your IV of Diet Coke. You're watching your figure. Well, the thing is, you had to drink the Diet Coke and then eat eight pounds of Skittles and, you know, 200 pounds of popcorn. It offsets it. Yeah, it's Diet Coke. Yeah. It all bounces out in the end. Jesus. How much metformin do you think all these people take? Four or five pounds a week. Yeah. Like their livers have like giant cysts in them already. <laughs> Just to control the type two diabetes, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it really sounds like we hate people go to the theater, but I, I think on some level we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, going to the theater at one point was uh Maybe not to the ridiculous extent of people dressing up to fly in the airplane with their Sunday best on, but, like... Well, I did read about, like, some theaters that, like... And I, I looked up one. Apparently, it's on the west side of town here yeah. um, with the uh, the lounge seating and, like, reserved and whatnot. So you basically sit in the Lazy Boy and, and lean back. It's nice, apparently. Don't know. Haven't been to one. Is there a weight limit for those Lazy Boys? <laughs> Probably. But, like, all I could find online was, like, people, people taking pictures of their feet. So I didn't know how the theater actually looked. Like, oh, you know, I can put my feet up. Oh. See, now we're going to get we're gonna get bashed on Twitter for fat shaming. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. Don't ruin my theater experience. Yeah, it doesn't matter really if you're fat or not. Just, like, can you sit still for three hours and... It's like bringing a child to a theater. Like, you expect... You go to a theater and expect to watch a movie... And if you're rustling around, like, making noise, answering your cell phone, running up and down the stairs, whatever you're doing, if it, like, interrupts the movie experience for, you know, the other, you know, 75 people in the room, that's sort of a shit thing to do. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, just sit down, watch the movie. How hard can Clap that be? Clap if you want to at the end. Do that weird thing people do for some reason i don't i never understood that we well, can clap at the end or no i can... never understood the clapping at the end of a fucking movie in a theater where like the only people you're clapping for is like the guy who's gonna clean up your popcorn mess like who you're not clapping for the actors you're not clapping for the director like nobody's there that made the movie like who are you clapping for 
yourself. I made it. Yeah, I just saw a movie. I I, I don't understand that. Okay. I I really don't. I, I I just remember the first time it happened. I can't remember what it was. It was I think I saw Jackass in the theaters and like so people started clapping and I'm like I was so confused. <laughs> and it, it's a it's a thing now that people just clap at the end of movies that are you know good. I'm just like, who are you clapping for? Wally? Wally can't hear you. I've had clapping at the beginning, but yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. I noticed. Um, I remember that when I saw Revenge of the Sith, yeah. people clapped at the beginning of the movie and were like woo woo and all that shit. That's then... okay. It's like yeah, the movie started woo hoo, but... but then they clapped at the end as well. It's like clapping at the end of a play. Yeah, the actors are there. Whatever. It's a movie. You realize this is recorded, you know, months or years before. You're clapping for the projectionists or something. I don't know. Like, bothers me. Okay. And then I noticed Justin. Yeah. When we went to the Force Awakens, nobody clapped at the end. Everybody just left. Well, they had to get out to the concession stand. Their blood sugar was low. It was only five hundred. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird when it happens. It's... It happens more in comedies, I feel like, from what I've noticed. But... <laughs> All of this is to say Disney, Team Rat, Universal, other conglomerates that own everything, just do it. Just offer that $20 download under the release date. I will sit in my home theater and have a great time. I will knock myself out. Honestly, yeah, if they charged full price, like full ticket price for a movie at home that I could watch, comfort of my couch or whatever. Yeah. That'd be a better experience. Even but. the ripoff ticket price. Make me pay for real 3D, surround, Dolby, IMAX, you know, blowjob, $18 a ticket. I will do that if I can sit at home. Right. And even if they add in the, you know, what they're losing for the Apple tax and you know how all the platforms take like a small slice of whatever. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. There are still some movies that I think that you really do have to go to the theater to see because it's an experience. But for a lot of these, I I would prefer to just watch it here. Let's go see Avatar two then. I would see that in the theater. I saw the first one in the theater. Yeah. Yet another movie that everybody praised for months and months on end, and then they decided a couple years later that eh, it wasn't really that good, and they they saw it objectively. You know what? I still like it. I still enjoy it. I think the story is really, really weak for Avatar, but it is an amazing movie it's in a lot of ways. It's the same story that people have told forever, though. It's Pocahontas, <laughs> Dances with Wolves. It's a bunch of Eastern stuff I never learned about as a kid. Everybody tells that story of the foreigner thrust into the, the native tribe and all that. It's just how you do it. It's how you eat your popcorn, not how you bring it into the theater. Yeah, don't fucking rustle it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, I'm sufficiently rustled for today. Yeah. My jimmies are rustled. Your jimmies are rustled? Yep. Okay, we'll get you some ointment for that then. All right, sounds good. <laughs>